C'est sa première apparition dans une émission de grande écoute à la télévision. Aline Dieu. Non seulement faut qu'elle prenne un break, mais faut qu'elle voit autre chose, qu'elle qu voit du monde, qu'elle aille danser avec des amis. Cette chanson, Aline, et on peut savoir à quel s'adresse. Pour ma petite princesse, c'est un prince qu'il lui faut. Pas un vieux pruneau bronzé qui a trois fois son poids, deux fois et demi son âge et qui est deux fois divorcé. Une. Eh, vous m'avez pas perdu. C'est l'amour qui a gagné puis c'est tout. Moi aussi, je sais le faire. Mmh, mmh, mmh. Well, it's that time again. It's time to talk about another Canadian film. And I'm here with my co-host, Mark Davies. Mark, how are you doing? Doing well. It, you know, the snow's on the ground and uh, we watched a great film this week, the two of us that I'm, I'm dying to talk about. Yeah. So the, <laughs> this week, uh, we are going to be talking about the French-Canadian co-production, the film Aline, which is very easily summed up as the unauthorized biopic of Celine Dion. The one thing I want to say about this film was I had I knew it was loosely based off Celine Dion's life, but I actually thought they they followed followed it pretty closely, but you know, yeah. I got to relive some of uh Titanic moments from uh, 97, you know, hearing my heart will go on from the famous <laughs> movie. So that was that was one of my more favorite poignant parts of the film. I mean, overall, this film is a little bit bizarre. While it does pretty faithfully follow like a lot of parts of her life, but I know that her family was not very impressed with the film, apparently. Why don't you give everybody a little bit of a synopsis of what they, or where it starts and then where it kind of ends with her yeah. life. And then I'll I'll give the usual elevator pitch about the film. Yeah, so this film is a, it's a little bit, uh, you know, it's a typical biopic. It covers uh, a Celine Dion's entire life, but she's going under the name Aline Dieu, which, uh, you know, the thinly veiled reference to if sounds kind of similar or whatever, follows her entire life. Um, but um, sort of perplexingly, the writer and director, uh, Valerie Lemercier, makes a completely astounding decision to play Aline from age like six two years ago, 2020. Mark, how do I properly emphasize what it is like watching a 58-year-old woman play a six-year-old? <laughs> you know what? I actually, in, in that context, I, I didn't think about it a, a lot, but you're right, actually. So, I mean, they, they start at a very young age with Celine Dion. And one of the things while I was watching the film was, I didn't think it was a great film, but I I, I thought of uh, 2001, Michael Mann's Alley with uh, Will Smith. And what I did appreciate about that, that biopic was they chose a specific part of his life and they didn't tell, you know, the kind of the beginning to the end. Whereas this film, and I'm not a big fan when biopics do this, they wanted to tell it right from the beginning until kind of her late husband passed away. And I think obviously what you're alluding to the the young age focus because I, I would actually say there's probably a good 45 minutes of the film 
is spent with her as kind of an adolescent going into puberty and then as a teenager. And I don't know if that was the right decision with the film. I'm going to go with a blunt no. It, it was not the, the right decision. Um, I, I encourage people to to check out at least the trailer. But it, it's so horrifying what ha- the way it it just does not work. I, I can't ha- stress enough. It is a 58-year-old woman. She's two years older than Celine Dion is today. Playing Celine Dion. Sorry, Aline Dion at age six and then like 10 and 12 and they make this very it seems like from far away shots and from behind and stuff they used a child but then when you see her and you you have to wait about six minutes before it's revealed this horrifying reveal of this woman who is clearly in her 50s very true with you know with a filter of some, some kind, a bad filter, I think. It's a bad filter. And they didn't use, like, obviously, let's put this into perspective as well. You know, what was the Scorsese flick where they used the um, de-aging technology? The Irishman, right? Yeah, the, the Irishman. Yeah. And so this was no Irishman with where they're using de-aging technology. I think, I think the filmmaker, the director and the producers thought... They could get a, you know, they could really work around the fact that they were using a much elder woman to play such such a younger lady. And and you're right, actually, uh, that was one of the parts of the film that probably was distracting, to be honest with you. You know, the the amount of time that was spent as her as a kind of a teenager, you know, coming up through the hierarchy of the music business. No, you're you're totally right. It's about forty five minutes until she turns twenty in the movie. You know, one of the things as well is I find with biopics, they have a high degree of difficulty. You know, I kind of look back at films like, you know, Bohemian Rhapsody or Ray or Elvis, which I think all three of those films kind of, you know, have mixed reviews. And I think some people will ride or die for them. And I, I think it's really difficult to do biopics well, partly because I think if you don't ratchet up the tension or create much turmoil or conflict, the films just kind of feel flat within themselves. And I never felt while watching this film, there was much, you know, narrative that really was in question other than when Guy had kind of a diagnosis of terminal cancer, which I'm assuming I never really felt that the protagonist, you know, quote unquote, Celine Dion was ever in peril or she was having chaos in her life. It just kind of felt like she went from point A to point B, you know, she was kind of a child prodigy in Quebec and, Point B was she became the global superstar Celine Dion. You're right. Like the biopic is a very difficult genre. I, I'm not much of a fan of the biopic. And I agree with you as well that when you do like a limited scope, you know, section of someone's life as a biopic, that is usually works much better. It's such a difficult genre. And there's so many problems with it, whether the person is still alive or not. This is so perplexing because it's a straight up just biopic. Sure. Uh, in French, but it's, it's a straight up biopic. It's like watch it's watching the Wikipedia page of Celine Dion's life, but they keep doing this thing like no, no, but it's it's Aline Dieu, it's not Celine Dion. This is but they sing all the songs like you know the names are changed, but that's the only thing that's changed. All of the songs are the same. Uh, I will also I don't know if you noticed this in my second time watching the film, she's not good at lip syncing either. <laughs> 
No, she wasn't. No, she's and she didn't terrible. have much of a charisma I found during the musical performances as well. Yeah, it was boring. It was yes. boring. And she she's not the one singing. So she is um and she's not singing to Celine Dion. This was a woman named Victoria Sio who did all the singing. But yeah, her lip syncing is terrible. Her choice to play from six to fifty is insane. But then it's also just a boring biopic that just hits all the the notes. And you're right. There was nothing tense or meaty about it. It it was just point A to point B. And she kind of tripped through it in this very sort of like idea of what adults think kids are like. Like her like wild eyed, like I'm a teenager. (laughs) Like, no, that's not. (laughs) I don't think that's really how teenagers are. But then it, there was this other problem with the film, and it was simply the truth of the age difference between Aline and her fi- fictional other husband. You know, that was that was tough for me. You know, I I actually found that was the most interesting part of the film. You know, when the mom and her were obviously always having these philosophical discussions, and the mom was, I guess, in twenty twenty three, you could call it. She was kind of body shaming the husband's, you know. Uh, physique and so forth I, I actually thought that was probably one of the more interesting parts of the film was kind of watching them kind of have this uh, conflict over it but once again you know when they finally got to the point to consummate the relationship and then and get engaged it really happened matter of factly and it wasn't as if the mom you know came guns a blazing and you know there was a a scene in the rain where they're screaming at each other it just kind of happened and so forth so uh, I, I wanted probably a bit more, maybe, you know, of, of conflict or something that kind of felt to put, you know, her life in context with this older man, the marriage, but it, it just didn't happen. And that was obviously one of the choices by the filmmaker to to sort of focus on it, but not focus on it at the same time. Well, she definitely puts it in a very, like, innocent and favorable, happy light. And yes. I'm sure... Like they were married till he died. I'm sure they were very in love. I still have a huge problem with a 38 year old dude, you know, being keen on a 12 year old. And then like by the time she turns 20, engaged. It's it's just pretty gross. But that's not a problem of the actual biopic itself. That's just an icky fact of Celine's life. The best parts of the film, and, you know, I do encourage people to actually watch it. I, I think we both would agree it's it's really an unbalanced film. But <laughs> I thought the best parts of the film were when it got a little bit weird. You know, when when I, the filmmaker, and probably you'll have a better uh, at pronouncing her name. What was her last name? The director's name? Um, oh, Valerie Lemercier. Yes. Also the, yeah. star, <laughs> the star of the film. <laughs> you know, the, the decision when she kind of uh, ends up in Las Vegas and they do kind of this unique tracking shot, which was kind of reminiscent of uh, Gus Van Sant's Elephant from 2003. Those were the parts of the film that I found when I was really engaged. And, you know, I was kind of like, hey, give me more of this. You know what I mean? You know, when they had an over shoulder, the shot of uh, the husband, um, he was kind of in bed and he was watching a performance and she was mimicking Bugs Bunny Mm -hmm. on stage. You know, I thought when they were kind of pushing the envelope creatively with kind of like the obtuse camera shots or kind of almost an ambiguous storyline within the film itself those were the parts of the film that i was like yes you know let's do this like give me more of it right like if we're gonna have a a movie on about celine dion or loosely based off her life let's get weird a little bit and and that's what that's what i appreciated most about the film was just those small moments of unclarity that uh worked really well 
Yeah, and it's primarily happens in like the last third of the film that it starts to kind of get a little bit more montagey, I guess. Yeah. With, with a lot more moving camera and it does get like formally a little bit more interesting and yeah at the end the her walk through vegas is quite nice and and they make some interesting choices but it's also just a really straight up biopic but i, I do you did you know that she won an award for this film this film was nominated for a number of awards first of all Share share it with me. Was it was it the Canadian Screen Awards or it was, it was this this the Caesar Awards actually? So the Caesars are the um like they're basically like the Oscars of France. So it was nominated for Best Film, Best Director, Best Actress, Best Supporting Actor, Best Supporting Actress, Best Original Screenplay, Best Sound, Best Costume Design, Best Production Design, and Best Visual Effect. Wow! So it went. And then, so what did it bat? Believe it or not, Valerie Lemercier won Best Actress for this film. <laughs> that you know, that's you know, well, you know, good for her, I guess. You know, I, I guess it was that's an accomplishment. I, I don't know if it was well deserved, but uh, good for her though. You know that she was able to bring some silverware home uh, when it comes to this film. Yep. <laughs> The the film was also nominated again. I'm gonna say this: best visual effects. <laughs> I have no words. It, it was also nominated for a bunch of um of pre iri. Those are the Quebecois awards. So it was also nominated for a uh, quite a number, <laughs> but didn't win any. It was funny while I was watching the film. My family would come in and out of the bedroom to kind of, you know, check out what was going on in it, and certainly when. You know, they did the Titanic performance, you know, the My Heart Will Go On. My wife did say to me, you know, that 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 was my song back in, you know, 97, 98. And certainly there was there was a point, you know, when Celine Dion kind of owned popular culture, I think kind of in this postmodern Internet world. I don't think Celine's is as her. She says longevity, but I just don't think she carries the weight that she once did. But I'm sure she's doing quite well kind of with all the residual money she's making off Spotify or any other streaming service but you don't hear as much of her like say as you know as you see an elton john who's you know doing singles with dua lipa or you know shows up in a doritos commercial with little nas x and maybe that's by choice but certainly she's not as relevant as i would say in 2023 she actually just had a diagnosis of something recently in january she has something called stiff person syndrome which is a rare neurological disease that causes uh, muscular spasms that are persistent and severe so that's why she uh, no longer performs maybe taking a step back absolutely for sure yeah, yeah. do you have any final thoughts you know about the film well, I mean, it, it's a little bit long, but I do think if you're if you like Celine Dion, it, go for it. I mean, it's really actually quite well made. It's got a budget. It's got great costumes, everything. It doesn't look cheap like the, you know, the mansion is believable as a mansion. And even the way they make the performances seem like, you know, sold out concerts. They did a pretty good job with everything. It's got a production budget for sure. But it's a little bit just kind of boring. And then also mixed in with this per perplexing choice to spend the first 45 minutes with a 58 year old woman like a child for 45 minutes the thing i don't understand is why did nobody say to her this is a weird decision maybe we should hire a child you gotta see it to believe it so check out the trailer or check out the whole 
127 minutes of it. You're right, actually, was the production value was it was quite strong. And I thought I actually, you know, everything I agree with your sentiment, a little bit boring. You know, once again, the weird decision about her to, to play such a young character. I will say, too, uh, the one thing that I did enjoy, actually, at the end of the film was, you know, kind of I the song that she's pretty much singing towards the camera and the lyrics are almost synonymous with uh, her life. And, you know, it was it was a bit of filmmaking that was kind of like, OK, you know, if you're going to wrap it up, where do you end it, end it with her life? And I actually thought that performance was pretty good, you know, with her kind of looking at the camera. But overall, I would both say we would both probably say it's unbalanced, a bit strange. But yeah. if you're a Celine, if you're a Celine Dion fan, you absolutely need to watch this film. Oh, can I also mention the photo shoot? You should watch this film just for the scene where she does a photo shoot in this like silk black bell-bottom outfit and dances around in like a crazy person. <laughs> and I highly recommend it just for that scene alone. It was amazing. The scene was almost cliche and metaphorical how you always think those fashion shoots go because I think there was air blowing in her face and they had the music going and you know there's the throngs of entourage kind of all watching this this scene where she's getting her her, her pictures taken and, and you're right that was a, a pretty wild over the top scene. So as, as we like to end every episode Lindsay you know you got to mentally prepare yourself and get the inflection in your voice just perfectly how would you like to thank Telephone when it comes to this film? Oh, this one I got to go. Oh, thanks. Thanks. Thanks, Telephone. Nice. I liked it. We dropped three thanks in a row, which kind of is like strange, kind of like how the film is. It's a bit strange too, right? So. Yeah. A little bit strange. That's all. Yeah. As always, thank you for challenging me because this is not a film that would have ever been on my radar. I don't think it's on a lot of people's radar and I kind of wish it was just just for the sake of conversation. Absolutely. Well, cool. We'll do it again, right? Yeah. 